Great. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's time to call your mom. Good. Give me a call. I will. Bring I'm Jordan, and I'm the daughter. I'm Christy, and I'm the mom. Call me. <laughs> we just wanted to loop y'all in on one of our daily phone calls here on Call Your Mom. And today we're going to talk about books, why we read, what we've read recently, some of our favorite books, and things like that. All right. So what I'm reading right now is Homestretch by Graham Norton. And I don't know how many people know Graham Norton over here in the States, but I watch BBC a lot and I love, love, love Graham Norton. Raised my kids watching Graham Norton like Jordan knows, which was sometimes a little inappropriate, but that's okay. <laughs> and uh, love his books. He's an just an excellent writer and he always makes his books they're always set in Ireland and he's Irish and grew up in Ireland. And so that's one of the things I love the most about his books is that, you know, he's very knowledgeable about his settings and about the people. The people seem like really lived in real people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They seem like this is, you know, he's Irish. He knows how Irish people react to certain things, how they, what they do. So that's one of the reasons. And this book is not any different. It started out really fast. And it just wait. kept up a, a fast pace. I know you can't wait. Actually, I started reading on vacation last week. You know, we were on vacation last week. And I started reading the book on vacation, the actual book. And I got about three pages in and went to sleep. So I ordered it on Kindle last night. I'm just reading it on Kindle. You just so when can't. I see you this weekend, I will just give you the book book. Okay. I love having the book. I love having the book. Like in my hands and you can't see it. Yeah. I love having it in my hands and reading it, but I just, I can read books so much faster on Kindle. So I feel, it is sitting here and ready for you. Well, I can't wait. And I'll bring the book I just finished. I just finished um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Gary Hendricks, I think is his name. Um, it's so good. I think I want to read more of his books because like he just it was kind of the same like the characters felt like real people that like you would meet and it's set like in the early 90s. And so like a lot of the stuff I was like, oh, I remember some of these things from like the early 2000s and I was growing up and like it felt familiar and like the culture felt familiar, but it was so yeah. good. So I'll bring that one when where I is it? Again. Where is it set? Like what city? I think it's I can't remember the exact city, but I think it's set in Southern Carolina. Mm. but it's really good I got it um there's a local bookshop here that is super cool and it's like it's very tiny like independently owned and so they have the books and then they'll have like staff member recommends like Jody recommends this and then something Jody wrote about why she liked it and it was one of those and wow. it's it's really good I liked it a lot I just I love a bookstore that's why I bought the Graham Norton book even though I knew I was most likely going to end up reading it on Kindle <laughs> I just, we walked into Big Barnes and Noble, you know, I went with my niece and was being surrounded by all the books. I thought, oh, I just love books. Right. I've just always just magical. loved books and having books and I almost bought a whole bunch and I thought, no, it's just going to be, I mean, I still like to buy books, but I just, you know, but I do love a bookstore and I hope they don't yes. close because I, I love know. a real in-person book and my sister-in-law told me this weekend that she reads real books she said she doesn't do kindle she reads the real books because that's what she likes that's something that nana would always ask me i would tell her what i was reading she's like 
but are you really reading it? I'm like, yeah, I'm reading the physical book set. She's like, that's good. <laughs> she really reading it Kindle, though. When she had to, she used the Kindle app. She did. She read a she lot of it. Kindle. She'd never <laughs> have admitted that no. in a million years. <laughs> but, but she was kind of like me, too. It's hard for me. I want so much to be able to do audiobooks. And I do try to listen to audiobooks on the way to school, like when I'm driving to school and back and whatever, mm-hmm. wherever I'm going. Sometimes I try to, but I can't do it. I mean, I just, the, I will find myself driving along going, look at that cow. That cow's eating part of that tree. I'm going to take a picture of that cow eating that tree. And then, you know, or I'll you just tune back like, in. It's a different chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that, that's a nice truck. Maybe that's the kind of truck I'll get. I kind of enjoyed that. And then I'm listening, I'm like, Wait, what well, just who is this person they're talking about? Where did she come from? I don't even know who the hell she is. So, yeah. I mean, I, and then I have to go back and back. The yeah, only book, spot. and this is one that I know we both read. I don't know if you finished yours yet. Which one? But uh, Leslie Allen Jordan. No, I'm still holding on to it. I don't want it to be over yet. I mean, that is one I listen to. I could listen to that every day. It's because it didn't I've already listen to it. It didn't feel like an audible, like an audiobook. It felt like you were just sitting down having a chat with him. Which let me just say one more thing about I know Graham Norton should be Graham Norton should be listening to this. He really he can should. Really understand how much we love Graham Norton and realize that we just like, you know, whatever. He's kind of enmeshed in our lives. But mm-hmm. he uh and that sounded weird. I don't want it to sound weird. You know what I'm saying though. No, yeah, yeah. But uh, he reads his own books when he does I them as an audiobook. That. he reads his own books and I think that is the greatest I love it so much more when the author reads it because they know what they what it's supposed to sound like yes that's how mm-hmm. I first um which one was it it was oh gosh I don't want to talk about it and spoil it for anyone who's listening to this and thinking oh I might read a Graham Norton book because they're so good I'm trying to remember the names the first one um that he wrote with oh there's holding yeah and there's holding and what's the second one? Oh, i knew you're gonna ask me that i know let i me, cannot let remember me look the life of me. let me look just real quick while you're looking for it it reminds me i have a good good friend who's a semi-truck driver and he just consumes audible books he loves them and he listened to all the graham dorton's audiobooks and told me he liked him oh i love him i mean because he's doing it and he's he doesn't do it like some people read the I won't say what book this is but I listened to an audiobook of a book of an author that I really like and he didn't read it and the person who read it it was set in the south and they it was an old oh, no. man and an old woman sometimes or whoever but he would make it so over the top the whole well how are you doing miss sissy <laughs> you know it's like oh my gosh you know like, it was just, to the point where I had dad listen to it and he'd go, oh my gosh, I don't know how you're doing this. That's a, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. What's the second one? This, well, I don't know the second one, but I'd forgotten about this one. The first one of his that I ever read was Ask Graham, where it's just Oh yeah, I've read Graham that one. Questions. I read that in college on my first gen Great iPad. One. Yeah, it was, it was from a while back. Uh, he has written A Keeper. That's I think right. That's the one you're talking about. I think so. Um, but that was the first time I had encountered any of his, his books. I used to have to drive 
all over Texas and all, all over Oklahoma. And because I was giving presentations and talking at college fairs, like a million people, I couldn't listen to music because if I listen to music, I'll sing. And if I sing for the 10 hours I had to drive, I'd lose my voice and couldn't do my job. So I just listened to audiobooks, And that's how I first listened to his. And I think I read, cause you got me the, the um, physical copy, I think of holding. Yeah, yeah. And so I read that one, but the first one I listened to it as an audiobook. Then there's that one that I ordered. Do you remember I ordered that one, the hard copy for both of us, and it never came? Yeah. It just, just never, never arrived. Like, sorry, your book's never going to be able to be at your house. So <laughs> You're never going to read it. Sorry. Try again. No, I feel but, like I read things faster in like the physical copy because I can actually see how far through the book I am. Yeah. Um, but then I think that also slows me down because if I know I'm getting close to the end, I'll, I'll kind of pull back like, I don't want but it to be over. You can do that. You can do that. I know. It shows, the, it shows the bar. It just, it doesn't feel as real. But one book that we both read recently, this was the fastest I have read a book. No kidding. Probably since middle school. I read The Midnight Library in five hours. Great book. Like I started great, it great at 7 p.m. and I finished it at midnight. Like just did not stop. It was so good. So good. It was really good. I mean, it was different. Yeah. I've not read another book that was like that. No, I hadn't even heard of a book like that. And I think and after it, it, I think there's going to be some copycat books. Like, you know how oh, a book too. like that comes too. out and it's just really good and really salient. And then everyone else is like, I can do it too. And they can't. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, and you and I talked about this earlier. I think that what made part of what made this book good is, and it's, this isn't going to ruin anything about it, but the girl that the main character in the book, uh, she is depressed, just really depressed. And it's, but it's a wild, crazy ride. You cannot even imagine. It's, it's so, so, so good. good. I can't recommend that enough, but I think part of why it's so good is because the author himself has struggled with depression before and knew exactly what he was talking about. So it wasn't like some author who thought I'll just write a book where yeah. the character's depressed and they just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they just wrote what they thought it probably felt like. You could tell that the author he really knew what this was like, knew how it felt. And yeah. that, I think that made a big difference. Because this isn't usually a book I would have chosen. Not no, my genre. Yeah. But as soon as I finished it, it, I told my husband, I was like, I want a physical copy of this to put on our bookshelf that I can come back to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Really good. And my cousin recommended that. I still haven't read. Because I wouldn't have thought that was kind of her deal either. But really good. One more Graham Norton book that I read. The Life and Loves of a He-Devil. A memoir. Oh, I haven't read that one. So good. (laughs) That reminds me of, what's his name? Wade Rouse. Oh, it's hilarious. And he's 100% honest. He, yes. yes. It's very Wade Rouse. Nothing left to the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. Those were other ones I read in college. And like thinking back on it, if any of my friends were like, oh, what you reading? <laughs> it might have been funny. I thought about him while reading um, Midnight Library because her favorite philosopher was Thoreau. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. They moved out into the middle of nowhere and he was like, what a liar. (laughs) Wade Rouse, I cannot. I love him. I look all the time to see if he's written something else just because those were so good. They were so good. I love that. I laughed. I love books that are just like real like that and they just make you laugh. I mean, I just cracked up out loud several times. So, so good. And then, um, 
Let's see what else. Oh, um, I read one by Jane Fallon, who's a British author, and Matt Haig is also a British author. Mm-hmm. I, I just read a lot of British authors. They're I don't good. Know, I read I read everybody, but I read a lot of British authors, and it was by Jane Fallon. It was called The Ugly Sister, mm-hmm. and it was really good. It was just kind of light and entertaining, but it had some, you know, a little bit heavier stuff in there. It had a sister in there. I wanted to just choke with my bare hands, and... <laughs> Everybody who has a sister, who hasn't ever had a sister, will understand the feelings in this book a lot. <laughs> and Harper and I, I really, need to read it. Oh, uh, well, it's, gosh, let's hope you and Harper never get to that point. But <laughs> it was hilarious. And I, it was just very entertaining. I liked it a lot. So that was the one I read before Homestretch that I'm reading now. So I have a lot on my to-read list. I think I do this more than you do, but I reread books a lot. I'll reread, but not, yeah, probably not as often. I have, I have some books I've read upwards of five times. Really? Yeah. I like to revisit just different books because they seem different, like in different times of life. Like, because I'm different, the book is different when I read it. Like Birdwing has been like my favorite book since I was probably like 12. And like, it's, it's like a mint, (laughs) the targeted audience of Birdwing is 12 year old boys. And it's my favorite book. Well, I can it's... see that then, Jordan. I can totally <laughs> see that. <laughs> it's it's just so good. It's a fairy tale retelling and just rereading it like as an adult, I can see a lot. So I have a poetry minor, a creative writing minor, and I can see a lot of like, I didn't even realize that this had the impact on me that it did because I, a lot of my writing like echoes this like in style or in subject. And it's, it's interesting to come back to it after I usually, I read that one probably every two or three years or so. To do that though, it's I watch shows like that. I watch yeah. shows like you read. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but I go. No, back I and do re-watch. the same certain, thing. Certain shows I go back and rewatch every now and then, and it's funny because sometimes the character that never bothered me before will just get on my last nerve, and yeah. I'm like, if they could just get them off the show. I would like it so that's, much better. That's me in Grey's Anatomy. I can't watch it for too long. Or I that's the show I was thinking of. Like, yeah, that's the show I was thinking of. Like I start watching it and I'm like, oh, I love this. And I'm like, oh, just shut. Get oh. out of here. Just do your job. Is that so hard? You know, one book that I read, and I don't think you would like it. No. I, re- I really don't. was was uh, Matthew McConaughey's book. Oh, but I like yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I like Matthew McConaughey. And the book was great because he read it himself. It's called Green Lots. Mm-hmm. That is a wild ride. I mean, if you... That's a great book to listen to in the car because his stories of his life are just like, you cannot be serious. It's, and I mean, it explains a lot. It makes you understand a lot about Matthew McConaughey <laughs> yeah, and why like, he's so oh. like, well, all right then. And he's a Texan. And so his voice sounds like mine, which, you know, bugs some people, but not me. And <laughs> I appreciate the fact that he's, he didn't change his accent. No, nope, he can be cast anything in any role. for anybody. Yeah, yeah, they could cast him as the King of England. He'd be all like, "Hey, y'all, what's up?" You know. And <laughs> so that's why his book is just him. He's not trying to be all like any different. I mean, he doesn't change anything up. Doesn't try to be more dramatic than he already is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great book. But I, I did listen to that on Audible. But I just. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed his book because he, again, because he read it. So I was glad. I, know, I, think- I listened to it before I went to bed sometimes or while I was going to sleep. 
And <laughs> so I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't be listening it's to like, this. Mm, part <laughs> this might not be the best choice. Kind of oh. weird, yeah. I, I listened to, and this is before we had an Audible account, so I had to find it in like 50 different parts on YouTube, <laughs> but I listened to all of the How to Train Your Dragon books, and they're all narrated by David Tennant, and there are 10 of them, so it's hours and hours and hours and hours. Oh, David it's Tennant. So good, but I listened to him for so long that I was almost <laughs> like talking in a Scottish accent, because oh, he I was allowed to, to use Tennant. his little accent. I could listen to him read a cereal box and be like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I'm going to eat Special K for the rest of my life. It was so good. It was, I love those books too. Again, marketed to 12 year old boys, but really good books. And we read them, we, um, we listened to him on a trip, uh, my husband and I, and he still has not heard the last 10 minutes because he's Pavlov conditioned himself to fall asleep. For the last ten minutes of the last <laughs> of the last book, is the, the very last of Katie one. Elder. Yes, the sons of Katie like Elder. Alice in Wonderland. I I have conditioned myself to fall asleep at a certain point in that movie, and that's where he is with this to the point where I'll, I'll, I just have to tell him what happens. Yeah, because we've I tried a couple times, <laughs> and every oh single time he has conditioned himself to fall asleep. Oh my gosh. I think so I would I would like to talk to you about where the crawdads sing. That is on my to do my to read. You haven't list. read that yet. I haven't read okay. it. Okay. When you read it, I want to come back around to it and discuss it and see what okay. you thought. Sounds good. I've read it. I've it's, read it's it. on my list. I have a few books I'm working through. I'm reading um, Circe by Madeline Miller right now, and it that's one of those really good books that like it's good, it's written well but nothing really happens. Like it's kind of boring. It's like a Greek myth. So we all kind of know what happens, but because it's written well, and because the last book I read, the Southern book club's guide to slaying vampires was so intense. This feels like a nice little break. That's good. But where the crowd sing is on my list. Where the crowd sing. Um, she's a very Delia Owen wrote it. Really good writer. Mm -hmm. Very descriptive. Uh, and sometimes sometimes I am great with that and sometimes I'm like can we just like get some action going here that was me to know what the texture of the table the fork is lying on <laughs> feels like but that's okay that was me in um in Texas history when we read Lord of the Plains <laughs> and if you're my Texas history teacher and you're listening to this I'm so sorry I completely made up that final report that you gave me an A on because I could not get through the book because it was the grass was the greenest green that had ever greened I felt I could touch my fingertips in it and they'd come away green it was so verdant and lush adjectives. it's like if there are 12 stop. adjectives before a word that's too many we yes can, we can I need faster it. than that yeah which I mean, some people love that if you're an English teacher you probably really love that but I know my honors English teacher in high school Mickey Peterson who has passed away was mm. the greatest English teacher ever and like still to this day uh, I can't do incomplete sentences and that kind of stuff or I just lose mm -hmm. my mind but um she liked concise writing She's yeah. like, I need to know that you know what you're talking about. Don't try to flower it up and put all this stuff around it thinking I'm not going to figure out you don't know what you're doing. And I mean, that I'm telling you, that year of English, that was my senior year of high school, or either junior or senior, I can't remember, I think it was senior. That woman, she was the greatest. I mean, she was like, 
you guys, you need to realize that you're getting a really great education. And I didn't live in like fancy town USA, so I wasn't going to super high ranked high school or anything. But she said, you're getting great education. And she was right. So she did not put up with any of that flowery business. Like (laughs) you can tell me a million things, but if if you do that, I'm I'm not going to believe you know what you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. just know that right now. She said, you're going to try to be like throwing up a smoke screen and I can see right through it yep so I guess that's kind of what got in my head and I think sometimes and I, not that these authors don't know what they're talking about but sometimes I'm, I'm the same I'm like can we just get to the point of this <laughs> we please? just yes move the story along <sighs> I know that one book that you and I both read is when by Harlan oh my Cohen. goodness so love that book and I was so afraid it wasn't going to I know it. I was really scared because sometimes when you revisit an old project like that it can go really really well or it can just be really really bad and it was I would put it on par with the Myron Bolotar stuff it was so oh, for sure oh so yeah good. we had both read the series all the you know I guess probably all of the Myron Bolotar series yeah, there were what like 10 and I just was I always loved when and I was so afraid as a standalone it was not going to be the same. it wasn't going to carry it but it was oh it was so good I really liked it so good. I didn't realize how much I had missed his writing style because I hadn't I hadn't read any of him in a really long time yeah it was so good I, I love trying to get my husband to read some of the Myron Bolotar books because I think he'd really really like them yeah I think so too he's I, just a they're slow good book. I mean most of them were sports well that one series was sports yeah drop shot oh but it was so good drop shots the best one (laughs) i love Drop shots really good yeah uh but he has a few that are just like you know mysteries thriller like um oh what was that in the woods something like that okay that that one one freaked me out i couldn't read that book at night it was not good then the one where the wife disappeared that's a netflix show now i never finished that one i started it and i can't remember what happened i just didn't finish it oh i think i watched it i can't remember the name of it but i think uh it's not where she went because that's a book i've read and it's completely different but it's i know what you're talking about you know which one i think i've read it i mean i think i I know i've read it but i think i've watched it but i'm not sure um and another one i read recently is john grisham's newest one suli oh yeah i remember you talking about this one it was a really good book and i think (laughs) that uh, it should be read i just <laughs> it's the ending man. you gotta stick the landing well and it's fun it's fun it was it was realistic mm-hmm. and sometimes that's not I'm what reading, i go to books not, for it's not realism that i'm looking for it's, yeah you know uh, i mean you know I, I just i liked it i'm glad i read it i just i would have wished for a happy ending but the world is not disney so i mean that doesn't happen sometimes but well but i want my well written like that <laughs> well written book speaking and of I like enjoyed it fast Until i got to the end and i slammed it and, <laughs> and then you're like get out of here yeah. I, I was so scared that the, um the last book i read was going to end like that and actually had a really good ending yeah yeah so that that's a good one and another one is uh Tracy Buchanan, Wall of Silence. So good. It's really suspenseful and just great. It's such a good book. I, like I read that one so fast. I have I been just kept going back to it that. every time. Yeah. 
you know, those books where you just don't want to put them down. You just keep going back to them. And that's what yep. I did with that one. I just couldn't wait to find a minute just to read a little bit just more of it. Get so, back in. Yeah, I love that. So good. Did you ever read um, Good Omens? Yes. You read it? Yeah. I couldn't I remember if you did or not. I love it. That's good. I was thinking about like my top five books and I couldn't figure out number five. And I think that's number five. Yeah. Because it's just good so Omens. good. It's so tongue in cheek and funny. And... Again, David Tennant. Yes. And also Michael Sheehan. I love him too. So I don't know. To, to do my top five books would be so difficult. Just super difficult. It's I hard. think To Kill a Mockingbird is probably my number one. Yeah. I mean, I named a child after Harper Lee. So. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, you know, that's To Kill a Mockingbird is probably my number one. What would your, I guess I should have started at number five, but <laughs> what would yours be? So my number one is Birdwing by Rafe Martin, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Um, number two is The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. I love that book. Oh my god! Oh, I love that book. Great one. That's one I've read like three times, but I have to wait longer in between reading it because I just cry like a baby every single time. At number five. Oh, it's, I just love it so much. And you're gonna be mad so, at me for number three. When Jordan was in middle school, was it middle school or high it school? Was, it was um, it was middle school because. We had to take, I can't remember if it was still the tax test or the star test, but the standardized test. And that's back when they let you bring your books to read. And I was like, I've read this book before. I'll bring the book thief and just finish it. And I cried in the testing center. <laughs> so Jordan and her friend Maddie in middle school kept going, oh, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. But it's so sad. And I was like, I'm not going to read it. It's just, it's sad. I don't want to they're like oh it's so great though you have to read you have to read it and so then a movie the movie was going to come out and I thought well I really should read the book before I see the movie so I read the stinking book and I was at home by myself it's like the and I was read the end and I was just boo who is mm-hmm. so I had to text him at school and go why did y'all make me read this damn book and I'm sitting here by myself crying it was so sad but great and the movie oh, was just, just so as good. good yes I was gonna say I put that movie adaptation on par with the movie adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird I think they're both oh, yeah. just f- like fantastic adaptations dead on and the Good yeah. Omen show is a pretty good adaptation of the book honestly I love the Good Omen show it was very it's good so, even dad liked that show and that's big and he's hard to please he, with that kind of stuff. He is. He usually gets about, you know, an episode in and it's like, yeah. Right. If it's yeah. not blood and guts in World War II, then it's hard to get him yeah, involved. If it's, not, if it's not Vikings. Ah! You know, he's not going to. It doesn't involve, Game of Thrones. Yeah, involve any kind of war. He's not going to be that interested for that long. But he liked that. It was funny. It was so funny. I liked it. So I don't know. So I've got To Kill a Mockingbird at one and The Book Thief at five now. <laughs> um, You'll be mad at me for my number three. Go ahead. Hit it's, me with number three. It's Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Oh, well, sure it is. It's sure so good. Oh, dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. It's so good. It's very, it's different from the movie in a lot of ways. So on our detail. trip last week, we pulled into this gas station. It had like this dinosaur statue or whatever you want to call it yeah and i said oh a dinosaur and rig goes well actually that is not an accurate depiction because they had feathers i'm like jordan did jordan jump into the back seat what's going on i've conditioned him well you have and then also uh 
somebody, somebody I think was said something and Henry said, well, if Dorman's here, she would be uh, telling you all about this anthropology, the anthropology <laughs> aspect of what you're talking about. Because she knows, I said, yeah, she'd be correcting your Neanderthal to Neanderthal. Oh, stop. That is how you're supposed <laughs> to say it. So anyway, but yeah, the dinosaur thing cracked me up. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> he goes, well, they are. That's just accurate. I said, okay, okay. That's something I talk about, no kidding, probably once a week with somebody. Oh, I think once a week is probably a little bit, a little <laughs> bit conservative. Conservative estimate. <laughs> yes. Well, I forgot I have this. Ooh. Look what I just I love the up. gift card. <laughs> and look who's here. It's a Starbucks oh, gift God. card. <laughs> that was um, something our good friend gave us just a stack of gift cards as a wedding gift, and I haven't used half of them. That is the greatest idea ever. I thought it was really sweet. And she like handmade like the envelope that it came in and everything. She's just the best. But I, there was I one for that. that bookshop here that I want to take you when you come down here and later on the month, I want to take you to this yep. bookshop because I think you're really going to like it. Uh, but there. one was to the bookshop and I went in there, spent a bunch of money, got in the car and I was like, dang it, I didn't use my gift card. <laughs> I was so mad. And now you can have a whole other trip. It'll be free. I did, And it was that was nice. I got... There this pennant that I've been wanting forever. They have like a little merchandise section. So I got a book. I got a birthday present for um, my dear friend's child. And then I got this pennant that says be kind. Oh, that's cute. Which I like. Oh, that's another. What is that book? Oh, my gosh. I read that one, too. Which one? It was the big trendy book for a while. And they had the movie with Julia Roberts. Oh, Eat, Pray, Love? No, but I was actually watching that movie today because I've never seen it. Oh. No, the one with the kid who wears the helmet all the oh, time oh my goodness i know which one you're talking about why can't i not remember what that's called i can't remember and i, I know what it is book of that because yeah. we had it in our library like in our classroom library at school and i thought i'm gonna take that home and read it it was take good oh what is it called i can't remember gosh now i have to find out because because what made me think of it is choose kindness yeah i tell that to domino a lot and not in that dumb choose kindness kind of way you know but yeah. like really like you can choose anything choose to be kind yeah that see i do the choose kindness to domino I, a lot i know i used to say that to harper reads just to tick them off i, I know about them. So, <laughs> choose kindness and, and they'd be, be like, like oh up. get out of here shut up shut up mom <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make it through our day oh you're not gosh. just let us wonder yeah 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 choose cons wasn't owen fit. wilson the dad in that well yeah he oh, was just another reason that was a good movie you know he's lightning mcqueen <laughs> he's a cool dude yeah. <laughs> okay so wonder by rj palacio yes i haven't read that yeah it was a good book and it's aimed you know a younger audience but it's it was very good anybody could read it and enjoy it there are some there's some gems there i think that's like a publishing thing where like you have to market your book to a certain audience but i think like outside of like kindergarten books and like chapter books like magic treehouse and things like that i think a yeah. lot of books like middle grades up anybody can read them and get like something out adult. of it yeah like my friend i used to work with in the library tamba lambert she and i used to always pick out young adult books and read them and come back and talk about them next week when we work and they're good again. 
Which reminds me of another. We were talking about how the narrator can make or break an audible book. Some of, one of mm-hmm. my favorite series ever. It's by uh, Maggie Steve Otter, The Wolves of Mercy Falls, um, Shiver, yeah. Linger, and Forever. Love mm-hmm. those books. I've read the whole trilogy probably three or four times. And then when I was actually the last time I was traveling for work, I was listening to the Shiver audiobook and they had a male narrator and a female narrator. And they were both not great, but it was so creepy because the male narrator is trying to sound like a 15 year old boy. And you can clear, oh, like, no. you can tell it's like a 30 year old man. He's like, she came out wearing her tank top. I'm like, I feel grody listening to this. This is not okay. <laughs> this is gross. Just give me like, the werewolves and the good writing, please. I don't need to hear you being like, Grace, what's up? Like, <laughs> you're 40. Stop. <laughs> don't. What? Don't talk Yo. to her like that. You stay away from her. <laughs> and then her narrator's like, he was so deep. <laughs> like, it was just really bad. It was, it re- and I've read those actual books like multiple times and the audio, the audio book was oh, just not good. That isn't good. Oh my gosh. I know. I just don't. And it, you can't really say that without being offensive to the people who read the book, but it's just like, know, oh, just, dear God. They're their best. But... Stop it. Well, One of the best the things that we have done lately that both of us have read, and I've read all of it, but you have not, we both listened to it, like we talked about a little bit earlier, is Leslie Jordan's How Y'all oh, Doing. Yes. So good. It is like, I think you said it best, because you said it to me when we first started talking about it. You said you don't want to finish it because, you know, you didn't want it to be over mm-hmm. and uh I think you gave the best description when you said it was like sitting in your living room talking to a good friend mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it's like because that's exactly how he approaches it. he talks and he's like y'all you're not gonna believe this and just she just did blah blah, blah. and it she just called it's my the, mom what's like, the best <laughs> yeah it is the last time I was listening to it I was folding laundry and I did I felt like I was doing chores with a friend like no and she said that like you know it felt you know how I always walk around the house when I'm on the phone doing stuff and I always said I got more done talking on the phone than I ever did if I just did it listen to music or whatever Mm -hmm. that's how that's how it it feels with him yeah like you You know just like you're just talking and listening your own phone call or something and it's just just so good he is funny but he's honest and it's so poignant because he he's gone through some pretty tough yeah more than very honest about himself and (laughs) but like more than you would think given like the and he talks about how he really wasn't on social media and then he was and like went viral and all that and it's like you really wouldn't tell from his social media presence some of the things that he's gone through no because he's joyful yeah you know and he's he was raised in tennessee i mean he was he was a a gay kid brought up in Tennessee mm-hmm. but he's not bitter about it no he just <laughs> even though it wasn't all like great you know when he was describing accepting throwing the tea on those guys at that Starbucks oh my I gosh. about lost my mind it was so funny <laughs> not in my house <laughs> it was so funny and his lawyer friend was like just stay calm don't be dramatic and he said he turned around and gave him his wrist <laughs> he's so oh, funny so good but it's a great it's a great book it's a sweet book it's poignant and it's just you know it's about who he is and he's proud of it and really I was so impressed with how his dad handled it mm-hmm. 
Because there are a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. deep south daddies who would not have handled it that way. <laughs> that sounds like the name of a <laughs> it's Band, us, the, the Deep, Deep South, South Daddies. Ne- coming up next, next up, you are my Daddy. sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you are my sunshine? <laughs> Love me some of those Deep South Daddies. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, a lot of them wouldn't have, yeah, no, you know, responded to it that way. No, which is wrong, completely yeah. wrong. But he. You know, just I loved it. I thought it was, it was very him. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm I'm about three quarters of the way through it, and I just oh, there's so much I more good stuff wanna, you've got to listen I know, to. But I just don't want it to be over, and I know I can re-listen I to, to it, it and everything. Again. Yeah, but I don't know, and I need to be in the right frame of mind. I need to find like an afternoon where I can just like have some coffee and a little snack and just sit and listen to it. It's kind of one of those things that I can, I have certain things I'll listen to in a car, whatever, like I've had a really bad day at school or whatever. I can just get in there and listen to it, you know, and be like, it makes me feel, it's yeah, comforting, I guess, better. just like familiar and comforting. And he's, uh, you know, it was just, I thought it was great. Just love him. Love that well, Leslie Ellen Jordan. And I love on Twitter when he's Leslie Ellen Jordan reporting for duty. Yeah. <laughs> Hey y'all, what y'all doing? Oh my gosh. How y'all doing? <laughs> Fellow hunk of downers. Fellow hunk of downers. Yeah, yeah, I just love that. Love it. He's just so good. He's best. Good, genuine person. I'm trying to think of these other books, these two, three, and four. It's hard, man. It, it is it's... hard. And I think the list, I, I think it changes too, like we were talking yeah. about. Different books feel more important or closer at different times. Well, and then new ones come out, and you're like, "Well, that's well, gonna be good." Gotta top. read that. Whatever. Um, I can't. I started. Okay, I started a book called Little Cruelties. I don't know if you've read it yet. I don't think I've read it. The title sounds familiar, though. I started. I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. I don't know. What was that book that had like a million different like? Oh, like I'm trying to think of it. Like. It was just a million in a series, and it was like heaven number seven. Like, you remember those books? Oh, those Janet Ivanovich books? I was at Target the other day looking at books. It's up to like 20 now. She's still writing them. Really? Is it the Janet Ivanovich ones? Mm hmm. Uh, they're entertaining, man. They I were good. I read books. several of them. Yeah. Oh, God. And then but I, I, read I saw it, and I was like, whew, she's still going. I read those other books, the Blackbird Sisters books. Those are good books. Have Your Cake and Kill Him Too. And those all are those. good those books. Those are so good. I like and those Harper, ones. Harper loved the pictures on the front. She's yeah. always <laughs> the, redrawing she the illustrations. Pictures. Yeah, those are great books. And I, I read series. the book books of those because Linda lent them to me, my aunt. They are good books. I like those a lot. I'm trying to get yeah, through Nancy, a series. Nancy Martin wrote those. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny. That's don't we know a Nancy Martin? No, I thought that too. It's Nancy Mitchell. Ah, it sounds like such a. And I feel really quite sure she's not going to listen to this. I think we're all right. Shout out to you, Nancy. I've been hearing good things about you from the lady that cuts our hair. (laughs) From our mutual Nancy. From our mutual Nancy. (laughs) From the Nancy Network. (laughs) (laughs) I have. She has a lot of really cool things to say about her. 
Oh, there's a lot of those Blackbird sister books. I know some of those books just go on and on and on. Like those, Sophie Kinsella, I think, was writing a novel every 30 minutes there for a little bit. I've read them all, and I was like, I- I'm always thirsty for more Sophie Kinsella. They those just kept- books, I eat them up. I get them, and I'm like, Done. Well, that, that's how fast it. she writes them, too. There's tons of them. Sophie Kinsella, who is also, uh, oh, what's her name? Madeline Wickham. Mm-hmm. Same author. I mean, I have I spent many so summers with those. Yeah. Yep. Seeing Stephen King, what is, his, what is his other pen oh, name? He's got another pen I name. They all have other pen names. Well, and then James Patterson is like, it's James <laughs> Patterson with Corey Stevens. Like, <laughs> on all the books james patterson and christy smith have written a book (laughs) bring to you the autobiography of ronald reagan or something like that (laughs) it is and james patterson's book is the i mean his name is huge to sell it yeah with johnny johnerson murder in manhattan or something i mean it's always something like that and i don't know how different they are i haven't read a james i I haven't read a james patterson in a very long time i read his young adult series and then when it ended i just didn't read any more james patterson you know what other books i read that kind of remind me of wade rouse a little bit was that john oh gosh my friend julie recommended this one to me because she and i were talking about what books Mm -hmm. oh gosh john irving and oh that you read this one i think a prayer for owen meany oh i haven't i remember you read that one and i golly i haven't read it yet it's a great really well written but very good and then he has one called american boy or something it's about him yeah and again he was he grew up gay kind of in a southern yeah setting i think it's southern but he's he is a very good writer he's excellent and i enjoyed his books a lot so john irving there's another one to throw in delish love it but always looking for new stuff me too i have a series right now that my friend just loves and she's almost done with it there are seven books in the series and i'm trying to read it but i think so it got really popular it's a netflix special like a show right now called shadow and bone we Mm -hmm. my husband and i watched the show loved it thought it was so so good and then found out it was based off of books and my friend is like oh we gotta read it gotta read it so i bought the first two in the series but the thing is because i've seen the show even though it's not an exact like one for one it's mm-hmm. a little boring because i know what's gonna happen because you already know yeah and so i want to get different. through it because i know they're good books and then once i get past these two um it'll be in like uncharted territory that will be exciting because she's not a bad writer and it's like a very unique universe like you can tell she did a lot of work in like the world building and things like that but I can't skip these two because there's enough different and like unsaid between the show and the books that if I just start the third one I'll have no idea what's going on so I'm kind of slogging through that right now it's not a bad book and I feel bad because my friend's like so have you done any reading lately and I'm like yeah and she's like well and I'm like I read these three other books while I'm still working through this one book and she's like Jordan I'm like I know I'm trying you will see because you're much younger than me but at my age now which I'm not gonna say but it's it's just not something I want to like, like much, your but... uncle would say impolite to say mm-hmm. I'm about to sneeze sorry that's fine sneeze away they're quiet sneezes 
I'm so impressed. Was. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Anyway, um, at my age, and I, I think I got here when I was probably about 45, 44. I just decided I wouldn't go waste my time reading books that didn't catch my attention fairly early. And I'll, I'm pretty good. I will give it. I'll give it a couple of chapters at least, two or three. But if I'm at the end of the third or fourth chapter and it's still nothing happened yet, I'm just like, baby, I can't do it. I'm just not doing <laughs> it. There are other better books out there for me to read that are better for me. I mean, some books are great, I'm sure, but they're just not a match for me. But one of those books, remember I read it a long time ago. It was called The Something Garden. And oh, I, just I remember like, this one. It wasn't The Secret Garden, but it was. It wasn't like, The Secret Garden, but it was like a riff on The Secret Garden oh my gosh I was just like I'm never gonna make it I think you got that book at Costco I'm sure I did I remember but I wish I could find the name of it because it ended up really being one of my favorite books it was great (laughs) but getting through the first I'm serious like you said this long through it through the first half I was like god kill me now just like kill me in my sleep so I don't have to wake (laughs) up and read this book (laughs) I mean it was terrible that was was terrible well I didn't mean it but you know yeah was like god just make this book disappear but i really ended up liking it a lot but gosh that was me with um a tree grows in brooklyn i can't remember who the author is but um maddie wanted me to read it so badly and it took me forever because it was just it's not my normal kind of book it's very slow and it's good it's a it's not a bad book like it's a really good book but i just it took me i can get through a book like with midnight library i can get through like a decent like 300 page book in five hours if I really want to that book took me like two and a half months but those books are so full of people just being so restrained about everything they make me want to mm-hmm. scream I just want to be like oh for the love would you just tell her you love her you know and get it over with <laughs> pride and prejudice where they almost oh, die before telling each other <laughs> yes it's I just reading it is even worse than just watching it in a movie it's like can we just I mean just tell them and they'll go and then oh Jane Eyre do you remember the new Jane Eyre movie it was so good yes and I loved it but it was so frustrating I'm just like oh I know ended up together wasn't uh, Michael Fassbender in it in the newer one was it him it was Rothschild yeah or whatever his name is I thought it was him (laughs) Oh, I could think of when you say Ross Child, makes you think of Mike Housechild. He used to play for the Rangers, and every time they put him in, Reed would go, Mike Housechild, <laughs> really loud, and then it would crack me up. Or is his name uh, Rochester? It's an R name in Jane Eyre, but I thought that was Michael Fassbender. It was, it was uh, James McAvoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was one of those fellas. I like Jane Eyre. McAvoy. But it is frustrating to read. Oh, I loved it. And then at the end, it's just like, come on, come on. she's going to die an old maid is what she's going to do, which no problem with that. But I mean, it could have been so different. Just speak your mind. Oh my gosh. That's when the central conflict of a book is miscommunication. I just want to mm-hmm. take my hair out. Like, I know. I know. And then I sometimes just will read a Nora Roberts. Just if I need something to just read. That's just gonna a quick be palate cleanse. Quick read and interesting and fun and you know i'll read that that used to be daniel still for me but it's like nor roberts yeah and it's all in ireland too so that's when i will um reread something 
if I'm in like I need a little palate cleanser I'll just pick something to reread I've reread several like series the last year and a half like um oh what's her name she wrote um you read this book too I think it was when I was in middle school but I can't remember what it's called right now oh my gosh here let me what's it about let me look it up it's about a little princess that goes to work in a quarry oh yeah Hannah yeah Hale. I that. yes yeah that was so a good, good book. so shannon hale has a, a fantasy series it's four books they're all about the same length all really good or five now i think or is it four one recently came out and so i reread the whole thing and then reread the new one and that one was really good and then um kristen Kishore has a series and she just had a new book come out so i reread that whole series and i'd already reread a couple of those ones before but mm-hmm. it's so good just to have books that like you kind of like you know what to expect and so you can just kind of zip through them get it done i love those i love the ones like that i street what was that guy's name that wrote two says with maury oh um mitch mitch album album yeah okay that, i'm gonna put that on my list The what is the one uh, the five people you meet in heaven is it that no it's not that one that i, gosh, I, I really like that. that one i read that right after oh, my no, dad died right. that one the one you're thinking of is with the rev the rev oh i can't <laughs> remember the that one was so good i love that book i read that book um, too Cried. oh gosh i gotta look oh, every time every time i know it's coming i know it's gonna happen i know, I know but it's still just like but it's like golly and you hear me and you think that's what people should be like that's mm-hmm. what people should get from religion not hate mm-hmm. and not like hey you can't be a different color or gay they should get like this guy yeah i, I have think a little about, faith yeah have a little I, faith a true story by mitch album everybody should read that book so good i think about that, the that's recording. my that's my number two book right there it's like i haven't read that one in years Gosh. i need to read i could cry now. just talking about it right now it just that guy mm. very cool he was the real deal mm-hmm. i think a lot about um the video or the tape the tape that he left to be played at his funeral and how he said like and hey, man once i'm here well I can't even say you can't I can't you won't even like you can't even imagine yeah I just think it's cool that he left that behind for his people I need to reread that that's a good one my faith might need a little kick in the pants turning yeah. on I might need to read that but I mean even if you don't have any faith that's a it's great still book. a great it's just, read and yeah. it's pretty much just a biography of this guy it really is yeah oh gosh it's so good it is and I like I like his books like that a little better than the ones like the five people you meet in heaven though I did really like that one too it's just intense and sad I liked it but it just was at a bad like Bad said, right after right after dad the phone call the first phone call from heaven was pretty good yeah just a novel yeah but it was pretty good i enjoyed that that's michelle and then tuesdays with Mori was like classic yeah the five people meet in heaven was hard on me i don't think i could read it oh who was that we both read all of her books um it was like touched by an angel kissed by an angel pushed by an angel whatever where he, <laughs> the boyfriend died he could like it's by an angel <laughs> pinched by <laughs> wet willied by an angel <laughs> but um frogs by an angel <laughs> you're just driving oh my arm quit you did that but he could like materialize his fingertips and like push stuff around you remember those books (laughs) ghost fun angel (laughs) i can't get off it okay i don't remember well and she also wrote like mystery slash thrillers that were like that anthology they were like the all black cover with like the different little things on them oh what was it ever crossed and all those yeah yeah Okay, here they are. So it's 
Book one is a dark high school bully romance. <laughs> Raven River Academy. That's not it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. I'll look up Elizabeth Chandler. Those were pretty good. Those were good. The last one was a little shaky, but I I remember those. Because that's when everybody was writing like Fallen Angel books. <laughs> oh, jacked up by an angel. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Elizabeth Chandler, Kiss by an Angel. Um, man, she's written a lot of books. Everlasting. Yeah, that was the last one that I remember. Mm, Ever After was it, the last one. Oh. Kiss by an Angel, book six. Huh. They were okay. Yeah, I mean, they were good. I remember that. Wasn't there one with like a little girl who died in a swimming pool? Yeah, that was her, um, like her mystery anthology that she just published like a that big giant. Bun. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was good though. It was like um, she published that like an anthology that was like three books in one and it just can't, yeah. it. it's like one just big honking book and I think that was one yeah. of those ones. All the difference. Bull- bullied by an angel. Kicked by an angel. <laughs> Punched by an angel. No, those weren't bad books, though. Bitch slaps by an angel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> A story of redemption. <laughs> A love story. <laughs> oh no (laughs) no there were some books that used to be a whole genre like especially when i was in high school of like these emo fallen angels that were like low-key emotionally abusive to their girlfriends there were several series that were like that can we talk about city of angels (laughs) not by elizabeth chandler no (laughs) by meg ryan and her big hands oh god that alone should okay. win so, her away from the truck i don't know if this was a book before i'm trying to look i don't think it was there's a lot of things called city of angels oh no the app does not okay no anyway i thought it might have been a book but i love that movie but why are we going to go riding our bike in the middle of the highway with our with arms stretched out looking at the sky with the eyes closed? Like, it's like Nicolas Cage oh, fell for so no reason. Bad. He had to just stay on earth and be a regular person with Dennis Franz, who had also jumped <laughs> and had a big family and a great life. Mm-hmm. No, but no. But no. Meg had to stretch her hands across oh. the highway and die. Don't watch City of Angels. It's, no, it's, it's not off. worth your time. It's it was so a great sad. movie, but just turn it off before the ending. Yeah. You won't walk it. Nobody does, unless you're just like a person just, who likes those really tragic endings. When Nick Cage Some gets in the shower, do. just turn it off. I know, I can't. Do. Which, speaking of endings, I know we have different opinions on the ending of Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Rowell. Well, I love Eleanor and Park. I love that book, too. That's one I of my... I love Rainbow Rowell. close. Rainbow Rail, please start writing books that are not fan fiction books again, because we love them. <laughs> please. I think that was only supposed to be a trilogy, so please. <laughs> please end it there. Please give us something else. <laughs> we love you. We love your books, and, we, and I can't fan read any more of this. Fangirl wasn't bad, but that's what... Fangirl was good, but that's what sparked all this... Bond. Current. Oliver trend. Curry. And the mystery of... 
corduroy pants. There's no mystery. You can hear it coming from a mile away. <laughs> there goes the mystery. No, here he comes, building up static. <laughs> it's going to shock you. You better watch out. No, I just, well, I, love I, I read the first one of that trilogy and it wasn't horrible, but I'm just like, I want to read something like Attachments again or like Landline. I love Landline. Landline was so good. I really good. loved Landline. But I'm, I'm kind of with Harper, your sister here. She, we wanted a happy ending. In Eleanor and Park. And it wasn't an unhappy ending. No, it was just Eleanor a, it was a little ambiguous. Yeah, it's one of those ambiguously gay endings. <laughs> I don't think that was it. <laughs> I think some of it was. I mean, a little I just, bit. I just don't uh, No, there used to be a skit on Saturday Night Live called Ambiguously Gay Duo. That's what made me think of that. <laughs> I love gay people. You know I do. I know. <laughs> no, but Eleanor and Park, I liked, and the ending, it could, you could take it however, yeah, yep. ambiguous, so you could just take it however you wanted to. I, like I just it. was hoping for a follow-up. I know, that's why I really, I would love for her to write, like, an epilogue book where they are, like, adults. Yeah. Maybe, like, reconnect. I love that kind of stuff. like that, you know. I like, love oh my that. gosh, there's a comic series um, on an app that I read that was so good and then the same author started writing a different comic and she left she did the same thing where she kind of left the beginning of or the end of the first one that she did kind of like happy but a little ambiguous and then in the course of the second comic which is like set in the same like place in the same time just with different like following a different like story and she has the the characters from the first one make a little cameo and like if you read the first one you're so excited because like they're married and they have a little kid and it's just really sweet so it didn't like subtract from the second one but anyone who had read everything that author has done before was like oh my gosh and like just something like that just something i love that that with eleanor park would be so nice pull it together closure (laughs) i need some closure uh, some another book and I don't think you've read any of these and this would definitely appeal much more to people like in my age group probably you know like a little bit older but like I'm not a senior citizen everybody don't think I'm that old but <laughs> uh, anyway Fanny Flag. oh her, I yeah she has helped me through the deaths of many members of my family seriously yeah. so she, there's one though uh, welcome to the world baby girl mm-hmm. it is so good and it, anybody can read that any age group yeah but it's it's funny like it's it's not all funny it's and then the last one I read of hers is called the whole town's talking and it's that. really it's really good I remember when you read my that favorite one. one my very favorite I think it was called can't wait to get to heaven oh I remember I remember a little bit of that one when you were reading it it was really like I remember talking about it. It's if I, I mean I'm saying if you're from South or Southwest United States down here from I would say Texas eastward down here, everybody has known the people in these books. Mm-hmm. Everybody has known somebody like the people. And my parents both grew up in really small towns, and I heard especially from my dad. My mom grew up grew up out in the middle of nowhere, so she you know mm-hmm. she knew people. But my dad was like small town boy and he told me stories of all these people and there are people in his side of the family and they are so much and my mother's sister my goodness was like a lot of these people 
mm-hmm. just salt of the earth really funny good people and those books my gosh yeah they were so funny but I especially liked uh well I liked Welcome to the World Baby Girl it was good but the whole town's talking and especially can't wait to get to heaven because the character in there is just this just this old woman mm-hmm. she's one of the characters the main characters that the whole series is a whole series of books called Elmwood Springs but they are so funny and she just loved everybody no matter who they were what they were yeah. doing no matter how crazy they were she was kind of crazy yeah she had this big fat cat that looked like Garfield like one of those kind of big cats yeah and every time one of them would die they wouldn't tell her like <laughs> Oh, she no. wouldn't be around they just replace it with one that looked just like him yeah you know and so yeah. he thought that she was that that she thought that cat was almost as old as she was and so just funny. that kind of stuff it just it was I love those books they're so sweet they're comforting yeah so I know I reread one after my mom passed away and I read a bunch of like I don't know they surround me of my grandparents and mm-hmm. my dad and mom and I'm just like well those were good and Fanny grew up you know down there too so yeah they were good, so I'd recommend Oh Fanny to anybody <laughs> who just grew up in that area, knew people, Fanny Flag. She yep. also wrote, um, oh, what was the name of that movie? Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. She wrote the book that that movie was based on. And a lot so, of people love that movie. That's a great movie, but not as good as the book. But it was, yeah, it was really good, so I like her. I think I'm going to put that for my number four, probably. Can't wait to get to heaven. And then she kind of just like tied everything up in the end, but it's very different the way well, she did it. I like stuff. And I told my mom actually read that before she passed away, and she goes, "I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that." What she was saying, I wonder if that's really how it is. I'm like, I don't know. I know she and I used so to. So I told her, I said, "So if you find out that's how it is, is there? Can you let me know? I you mean, can me you just please like, you know, drop me a hint here somewhere about if that's what's really going on." But it was, she really liked him. And I think that's another reason I love him is because mom loved him. Well, and yeah. she and I used to read a lot of the same books and discuss them. And she'd read just about anything. Mm-hmm. And then my sister gave her a really filthy book one time that she had read <laughs> and didn't remember it being really dirty. And my mom read it and she liked it. But she called me, she said, Gay gave me this book. You cannot believe it. She gave me. And I was like, what is it? She said, boy, it is full of all sorts of stuff she mm-hmm. said I mean these are some wild women it was called like delta ladies or something like that and <laughs> it was so funny and she was just like I mean I read it because I had to find out what happened you know and then she said I'm gonna give it to you so you can read it next so you can just see what I'm talking about that's so, so funny yeah. oh my gosh so I don't remember what who the author was. It was like a mystery. I think a murder mystery book. I can't remember the name or the author. I just remember what the covers looked like because some of Nana's books, I borrowed them from her because sometimes I would read some of her books. Um, A lot of her books had that laminated cover because they were old library books. And I yeah. just remember it was like a cove. I think it was a trilogy of like. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I read it. They were good books. I just cannot remember. Dude. I can't remember what it was. It was like like a. I feel like it was set in. Was it like Christian? It was like a Christian fiction uh, mystery thriller. It was good. They were mm. good books though. Yeah, I've re- she gave me those to read too. And I can't remember. Dadgum! I'll have to ask Gay because 
Oh, she'll she'd know because I think she probably. They're read it all too. on those bookshelves. Yeah, but I was thinking Which that we're free. Know. We're free to have anytime we want them. She said. Nice. I kind of want them with the books on them, and I kind of want to just make right. a library upstairs. It's like Nana's library. Yeah. So, well, there's a. She's got of whole series of a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They were really good. I just cannot remember. I can see the cover like in my brain, but I just can't remember what it was called or who wrote it but it was really good yeah and, and then we read a lot of those um who was it Catherine spencer and that artist what's that artist's name i can't remember you know the one who died that has pictures the picture he painted on the wall for a long time i just put it up. thomas kincaid oh yes thomas kincaid and Catherine spencer books we would read every year the oh, christmas yeah, book. They would, yeah come out with a new one every christmas yeah she and always read those and discuss and they had this mean old woman in it good gosh i just wanted to smack her <laughs> but they were really good we read all those and then we read the jan karen father tim series and it was very good oh yeah so, and there were big old books. And there were lots of those ones too. I yeah. Think. She and I always liked the big old fat books. Yeah. You know, but like you said a minute ago, like you can start reading them and you just have this big, you know, visual of how just much you chunk. have left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking, you know, all of us, I think like all of the three kids, me and Harper and Reed, and then you, and then I don't know. My husband likes to read. He's kind of like dad though. He'll work his way really intensely through about one book a year yeah <laughs> and that's what well, he does well dad will hold himself to one chapter i don't think there's ever been a book that he's read a chapter and been like this is something that i want to read I the next keep going. like i'm reading one chapter a day that's that it. is my chapter that is all that shall satisfy my never, quota oh, and i'm dead i could never nathan's a little like that my husband is but i think we all like to read because y'all read to us so early and nana read and we just were we grew up like surrounded by books yeah I don't know if her parents read to her I don't know I don't really see that happening I don't know when they could have had the time to when she was growing well, up I don't, at least. I don't know either and things were so different and they were very stoic you know yeah. very stoic so I can't ever see them like pulling their kids up into their laps and reading them a book or yeah, they read them the farm like, we, like she did with us and she did with y'all and I did yeah. with y'all and you know but my grandma uh my dad's dad she always had books around too yeah that we that we would read with her and just, yeah we just all have like always tried to I was reading to y'all before you were born mm-hmm. I was reading like ABC Dr. Seuss book to you inside my stomach yeah. before you were even born just you know because I just think it's such a I think it's almost not I don't want to say a skill but it's almost like uh I don't know the direct the word it's not a defense mechanism it's not a skill it's like a to me sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed by something if you're feeling sad if you're feeling glad if you're feeling you know anything like that going into a different world in a book or if you like reading self-help books which my niece my oldest niece loves it my gosh she cannot get enough of the self-help section (laughs) god love her and i'm happy that she loves that i read as an escape that's the word i'm kind of looking for same yeah it's very it it can be it's kind of paradoxical that you can like ground yourself by getting into a different story yeah 
Yeah. And I've, it's always been like that for me. And I think it expands your mind. Yeah. You I know. think I definitely noticed like that my writing and my thinking get a little clearer, a little bit more collected when I've been reading more. Yeah. And I think, you know, dad and I were just talking about this last night. Like my mom was almost 89 when she passed away last mm-hmm. year. And she, her mind was very clear to yep. the point that she was telling God what to do there at the end. But <laughs> she, um, she did, she read, she was always an avid reader. She knew mm-hmm. what was going on in the news. She read the paper. She watched the news, but she, she read a lot of different things, different yeah. perspectives. She read different kinds of books. She worked crossword puzzles. She did mm-hmm. Sudoku. She did the jumble. She yeah. worked jigsaw puzzles. She did everything she could to like elasticize her mind, you know, and yeah. as much as she could. And it worked. And so that's what I was telling dad last night. I was like, you need to start doing some of this other stuff. And he was like, oh, I use my mind at work. That's a lot of too, but it never hurts to help you. And that's a lot of what I think too with stuff in school. And this is what I tell my my kids at school. And this is what I tell y'all. You know, when you were younger, you're like, why are we having to take that? I don't don't know when you use that. I'm like, I know you won't. And I know it sucks. And I hate some of the stuff that I have to take too. But I think it just opens up different parts of your mind. Yeah, it just, it's it's a scientific thing is that if you don't use certain parts of your mind, then the neurons there prune themselves. So it's like, oh, we don't need this. Yeah. And so just keeping it all kind of fresh. You can, keep those neural good. pathways going all day. And that's what my mom always did. Mm-hmm. She could have an intelligent conversation with anybody about just about anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think... And that's what dad was saying too. So, well, you've always read a lot. I said, yeah, because I was always read too. And I love reading. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's harder with boys to make that, but Reed really likes to read. Yeah, no, he really does. And, uh, you know, just, I think reading so important. So I'm glad y'all love to read. I've got, okay. So now I've got number one, two, four, and five. I need number three. You need number three. Yeah. Well, let me think of everything you've read. Because <laughs> I don't you know everything. Tell, what's the rest of your, what's your list? Yeah, What's I said my list. Okay. All of it? I thought I did, but I can say it all. Like, number just five. Quick. What's number five? Number five is uh, Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and the late Terry Pratchett. And I read um, the version of Good Omens that I bought. Um, it has like some of like their, like a little back and forth and like excerpts of their interviews and stuff in the back. Oh, that's cool. And I love it. But they were, they're both, I mean, when Terry Pratchett was alive, just like a prolific fantasy writer. super smart super quick and neil gaiman is kind of that's who he is now like kind of in the culture um and he's still writing all the time just write anything yeah i heard him on graham norton of course i believe it was (laughs) on that podcast he he could just write and write and write he just like yeah his brain just poured out but um in one of their interviews on (laughs) in good omens they said that they were going through the final draft of good omens and found a line that and terry pratchett was like oh neil this is a great line good job on this one and neil Gaiman was like thanks I, honestly i thought you wrote this one neither of them remembered writing that oh particular part of the manuscript and that's when they were like you know i think we have something special here that's kind of gotten away from us become the same person yeah. good collaborators and it was it's i love that book and then uh, number four is midnight library by my matt haig hag hag 
And then uh, number <laughs> uh, number three is Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Well, sure. It's sure. just it's so good. It's yeah. It's well, Michael great. Crichton's a good writer. He is. He is very a good, good. writer. And very, Jurassic very good. Park is is. I don't think you'd like it, but it is very different from the movie, which I do also love the movie. I watched it a couple days ago, but I don't know how you're going to compare that to Dinosaur, but okay, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) It's a league of its own. All right. Um, Number two is The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. It's so good. And then number one is still uh, Birdwing by Rafe Martin that I read. And I was like, I actually read it on a dare. Um, I was at my middle school library it was actually right after I changed schools from going to private school to public school. And we were at the library to get our book for the week. And I was trying to make friends. And this girl and I, she picked, she like randomly picked a book and was like, oh, this looks so weird. And I like randomly picked a book and I was like, oh, this one looks so weird. And we dared each other to read the books. And Birdwing was the book I read. And I love it. It's one of my favorite books to this. It is my favorite book to this day. That's so cool. That's very cool. I love it. And it's a fairy tale retelling. I love fairy tale retellings. I do too. I do too. Hoodwinked. It's just awesome. <laughs> no, it's we both good. read. We both, it is good. We both read Beastly. That was pretty good. Beastly was really good. Yeah, that's one that Tamba Limbo read too. Um. Oh, I forgot about this book. This isn't on my list, but it's called What You Did by Claire McGowan. British, oh, I mean, British book again. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh it's really good yeah she kind of bugs me in the book but she's it's really good um okay i gotta figure out number three <laughs> okay well it's just okay i'm not gonna it doesn't deserve to be number three if it's just okay no did you know that don french writes books no i didn't know that you know who don french is i think i do <laughs> i can't remember she okay she was uh she started in the vicar of dibley on bbc she's always on graham norton she's a comedian mm-hmm. and she's got like dark black hair that's in a bob and sometimes a little longer and she lost a bunch of weight oh I, yeah i know who you're talking about she's the one who uh did the upside down spider-man kiss on the graham norton <laughs> yeah show. yeah so she wrote, she, writes. she writes and she's pretty good i've read one of her books and i think it's pretty good nice um golly i've read so many books it's just hard to pick number three hmm oh well now tim gunn has written some good books oh he has written some good books i, I love really i just love like tim gunn books. I love Tim Gunn. I think Tim Gunn is just a very nice, good person. I think so, too. He's very sweet. Let's see. There are so many. But it's really great for the podcast. When you just sit here and flick through books, it's a really good idea. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know about my number three. I just don't. But I've got, it's not going to be a John Green book because I used to really love John Green books until I kind of realized they're just, and maybe it's because I'm not early adulty. I don't know. I'm just, I think some of the more recent ones he's read, he's written, I'm sure he's read some too, um, are a little different, but I just haven't been able to bring myself to read them. Just kind of, hmm. 
it's called in one person i still don't think i finished that so and there are a lot of good john grisham books that i've read that's probably i'm going to put that one i think is my third Mm -hmm. a time to kill yep because that movie brought me to my just gosh gosh anyway okay so number five for me is the book thief okay because it's just great uh number four can't wait to get to heaven by fanny swag number three time to kill by john grisham because not just because of the subject matter Mm -hmm. just because how real it is like that guy is who i would be as a parent i'd be like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get my gun and I'm going to go and shoot the person who did this to my child. And mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. Which is not right, I suppose. But as a parent, I know that feeling would be there. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like oh, oh, you, you we're dead. Here. Yeah. You're going to die now. Yeah. But it was just very emotional, very good book. And then Have a Little Faith by Mitch Ellum. And then number one is To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee strong list but, but i've read so many other books you and i both have just read millions of authors and i know, know I was about to say, how, so that five could change any minute same how many books do you think you've read like ever unless they like gosh. chapter books and above like novels oh gosh i mean thousands yeah <laughs> i wish i knew i wish that i had like a kindle that had kept track my whole life of what I've right. read because I've read a ton of books and I like nothing better than to find a good series of books yes and to just burn and just, through it excuse yep. me just keep rolling with those but yeah I've read gosh thousands and thousands seriously because I've been reading mm-hmm. since I was like four or five yeah and you know just I don't know I think I've, I've probably read approaching a couple thousand oh i bet you've read way more than that you probably read I mean, way more than you think probably but i don't know i just we just recently had to buy a new bookshelf because <laughs> running out of space i know it's, it's crazy well and then you think about it and you think about the books you read for school how many books do you think that you read all of that you were supposed to read all of for school I think in high school, all but one, I read the entirety. In college, I maybe finished one mm-hmm. in entirety. That's what I'm saying. I think but, out of all the books I was supposed to have read every page of for school, college, and, you know, beginning, mm-hmm. whatever, K through 12, I would say half, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, think I was really good in high school specifically I was really not like good actually reading the book but um in college especially with like Beowulf and Canterbury Tales and all of that mess I was like this is why spark notes exist yeah yeah that's why it was so refreshing um I was in a prose writing class where like we were our whole semester was just leading up to us writing our own short story and so we just got to read like actual like cool fun books like mm-hmm. we read on such a full sea we read euphoria which is about um an arc it's about um what's her name margaret mead's life kind mm-hmm. of it's like based off of her but it's not her just yeah. like cool like fun books instead of like 
surviving in the winter like hatchet that was a book i did not Ugh. hatchet stuck with me but not for a good reason <laughs> those kind of oh my gosh those kind of things were no i know some of them i just couldn't i just some of them i was like mm. and then like in american literature Which, let me tell you if you tried to use clip notes or spark notes or whatever for mickey peterson's english class mm-hmm. she looked at spark notes and cliff notes and pick questions that specifically were not in there oh goodness oh. i could not i was it's pretty tough. good in college and in, in british literature once we got into like jane eyre and sense and sensibility like i read all of those that was fun but mm-hmm. there were a few in american literature some thankfully i'd read before like their eyes were watching god so like that was fine because i'd read that in high school but others i was like i can't do this it's so <laughs> dense I know. And I've got five other classes to think about. Yeah, I can't can't spend all my time on this book. I know. But, well, I'm glad that you love reading. And I'm glad that it is kind of an escape for you, too. And my mom has given, you know, until she died, she gave us daily guideposts every single year for Christmas. Yep. Still doing it to this day. And I have found with my daily guideposts a method that works for me. Because when I lived at home, keeping it in the bathroom worked. But living on my own, I don't know something about it. I just don't wake up early enough to be accountable to read it in the morning. Because like every second counts when I wake up to go to work because it's I'm, I'm a procrastinator. So I keep it on my nightstand and I read it before I go to bed now. I still and have to keep that it That has in the helped bathroom. me a lot. I just keep it I in just, the bathroom and that and that little rack myself. on the wall. And if I don't read it in the morning, I read it at night. Because that's a room you know you're gonna have to go be you're gonna have to be in that room. At least sitting times. down as a captive audience. So you know it's like and it's right there in front of my face going, You haven't read me today. Forget to it, you know. Yep. So that's why I keep mine on the nightstand. Some days it just feels like it is absolutely aimed at me. Yep. Some days not, but some days a lot of that. the time more often than not it, i find that it's exactly what i need to hear at that time when i read it yeah yeah i've even had it where and this is when it it's not creepy but it's just like special like oh um i've had it where i have <laughs> where i've um forgotten to read it for a couple of days and i've just like i'll have had a really bad day or something like specific will have happened that i'm just like in a bad mood and I'll mm-hmm. start reading on the day that like I need to start reading on to catch up and that will be exactly what I need at that moment yes yes it's cool I mean it's not for everybody I guess you know but that's for me that's another cornerstone that's been there yep. for me I agree. and it just has that one little verse to do the whole thing yeah if you want to go further in it's got more verses you can look up it's got that one little verse that applies to that particular thing and you know and a lot of the time I feel like it should say Christy comment before that because it's (laughs) like I'm talking to you listen up yeah you know so but I you know that is a book right there that I've been reading for and Gay told me today my sister told me today she's going through a lot of you know her cancer treatment and everything and she Mm -hmm. said she pulled down a bunch of mom's old god posts and that she had bookmarked certain things yeah in there in those guidepost so she's kind of using that you know now to try as a comfort that's so good and to know that mom put things in there is pretty cool too like yeah you know that she like these might have been things that were comforting to her or yeah that's what i do when i write those letters every year or whatever Mm -hmm. i just like 
pull it down and go through all the old ones. Oh, that's that's a good one, you know. Yeah, we keep, so. I keep all of those. I have them in a box. Actually, we redid our whole office, and so I have my box that has all of those on the desk here to my left. I yeah. haven't put it up yet. Yep. But anyway, well, I think this is was a good one. I think we yeah. need to wrap it. I think so too. I think it was good. I enjoy talk reading and i enjoy talking with you about books me too love it keep our eyes out for the good ones yes absolutely and, I will... and now and now dana is on that path too yeah that's good dana and the I english will... teacher will keep us up on what she thinks we need to read and we'll read it if we want to see and this is why i really want you to read the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires it's... i think she's got that on her list it's so good she's put that right down there on her list so... oh it's so good well i'll, I'll read... read that after after graham well i'll bring that this weekend and i will read um when i'm done with uh cersei i'll read where the crawdads sing okay it's i mean I liked I'll, it. I'll give it the good old college try. I liked it. Just depends on where you are. It's a little, it's, it's very sad. Cool. It's sad, but uplifting, but it's very, it's a lot. It's really sad. So it kind of, some days you read it and you're just kind of like, oh, I mean, that's how I felt. <laughs> like, just it's so sad. And so then things begin to, but it's just, so I would wait until you're like really happy to read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can withstand that. Because <laughs> if I'm really sad and I read something like that, I've just ended up being like a... I know. There's there's this book and everyone I know who's read it loves it. It's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. It's kind of like the book thief for everyone I know who's read it who's been like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so sad. And I really want to read it, but I'm, yeah. I've heard it's very I'm sad. Just, no, I just kind of want to be sad. And everything has some sadness in it, but it's like that one is a lot of sad but it's like it's kind of like one of those indomitable human spirit books too oh boy like a just in brooklyn just like wow it's i mean it's it's really good but boy it makes you wait for a long time to get to the really good oh man so well you know i'll, I'll dive in when i can <laughs> well i will have It won't show up. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I, you got to do the influencer hand. For our listeners at home, we're on Zoom and having background <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> I'm excited to read that I one. I love like his book. Floating, I feel like the floating head that time when we were. Oh my the, goodness. On the Zoom. Yes. There's another. It looks like I've got three hands. <laughs> there it is. That was nice. a peach. I saw face. it. <laughs> All right. There. So I'll have this one ready for you. All right. Well, sounds and good. I, and I'll probably have it finished by the time you get here. Because that's, you know, I wake up and just like read. I know. Because that's, that one's so good. I love it's Graham. Good. Graham, you're the best. I love <laughs> you, that Graham. You can get nothing else from this episode. Just check out Graham Norton if you haven't already. Check out Graham Norton. He's got a show on He's BBC got a America. He's got a podcast. He Lots writes of books. books. Graham is the bomb. If nothing else, look him up on YouTube. Yep. He's won a Lifetime Achievement Award. He's like amazing. BAFTA or something like that. Yeah. Whatever over there they do. But he is amazing. He's an amazing, amazing person. He makes everyone happy. He's the best interviewer I've ever seen. I agree. 
And Matt Damon even said this was the most fun he had ever had on a talk show. And he's just because he's just because he like, like people again with the Leslie Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the same. Like he just, it's like sitting on your couch talking to a friend. Yep. And that's his whole kind of. And he's so funny. Good. He's he's so funny. He he'll get ugly about stuff. Just kidding, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like he will. He'll like get after his guests. Will I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, great writer. Read his book. So good. The Smith family, we love us some Graham Norton. Yes. So, you know, if nothing else, check out the Graham. The Graham. The Graham. All right. I think that does it for this week. All right. Well, I'm glad to be back. Yep, me too. Last week for vacation, and we'll be back again next week. Yep. All right. Well, I will see you then. I'll see you then. Talk to you later. Love you. All right. Bye. Love you too.